Welcome to Disability Cricket Podcast. My name's Sean and I'm the host of today's show. And today it is currently the 27th of January 2022 and it's 10 past five in the evening. And a little later on, I'm going to be joined by a guest and we're going to be talking to, uh, which happens to be our very first female uh, player is going to be joining me on the show a little later on. And her name is Lucy Hunter, and she plays hardball cricket for Shropshire Disability. I've been trying to get some um, some female players on, because we know there are some up and down the country playing disability cricket, and it's it's quite hard to get them on. Uh, I know of three players. I know of one at Wales, I know of one at Somerset, and I know of uh, Lucy at Shropshire. So if there are any other female players out there, please get in touch. I'd like to chat to you about disability cricket. Because at the end of the day, this cricket is for everybody, and I know that I, I, I had a feeling the numbers would be low, um, but this is a game for everybody, and just because you're female doesn't mean you're not eligible to play disability cricket. So your views are just as important as anybody else's. So if you have a disability and you play disability cricket, this show is for you. Right, I've got no news to report on this week. So, we're going to go straight into the show. Oh, sorry, um, there is something I need to report. I put a request out on on Twitter the other day, uh, uh, basically asking for anybody who can tell me where you get your, your, your Incredibles from. And I was quite inundated with responses, so thank you for everybody who replied. Um, you probably have saved me a fair few pounds, because... Uh, I didn't just buy from the first people. I shopped around and probably saved a fair few quid because Incredibles are quite expensive, usually about six quid each. So when I got five, in, uh, sorry, when I got six Incredibles for about twenty odd quid, including the five pound postage, that's quite a quite a bargain. And they are proper Incredibles; they're not quite soft balls, really. Um, some of them will say they're Incredibles, but what came through the post actually was rock hard plastic Incredibles rather than soft rubber balls okay so thank you for anybody who inundated me with the request um it's great to know that there's people out there who will share their knowledge with us and i might do that a few more times through the season every time i try and buy something or or donate something to a to a county or whatever um it's good that people share the knowledge around as well because i'm actually a brand new coach i did my coaching certificate the other month so when it comes to buying supplies i wouldn't necessarily know where to get the, the best deals from so thanks for that guys disability cricket podcast and i am today i am joined by lucy hunter hello lucy how are you i'm good thank you sean how are you i'm good thanks and you play disability cricket for shropshire don't you yes uh, i do indeed i uh, started the previous season um and looking to the future to see what else it can lead me to. Excellent. Right. One of the first questions I usually ask people is how do you discover how did you discover disability cricket? Um, so I knew a few people from university that played disability cricket and also in 2019 I was a volunteer at the Physical Disability World Series in Worcester and it kind of opened up the 
thought of disability cricket and speaking to the various members of staff um, who then mentioned that there was both physical disability, learning disability, uh, deaf and blind cricket. Um, it, it opened my mind to look into further opportunities of which I researched, but um, I, I don't think I had the confidence to actually go ahead for it for about a year. And, and then I finally made the decision to, to attend. To take the plunge and see what it was all about. Yes, indeed. I wanted it for about a year longer than before I actually did, but I was uh, a little bit nervous, but you're, it was worth yeah. it in the end. You're quite a youngster and you're still at university, aren't you? Uh, yes, so I am 22 um, and I'm now doing a, an, an additional postgraduate certificate at university whilst working uh, another job and doing some voluntary work for the Worcestershire Cricket Board. And how does the, what's your job role at Worcestershire then? Um, so I, on a Friday, I do some uh, walking cricket uh, with the over 60s um, for the kind of active ageing and uh, trying to increase the participation in exercise and socialising uh, that cricket can bring. And I also do some uh, casual coaching for uh, my, my local club that I play for and uh, uh, coaching under nine girls team there. So you're quite busy then, aren't you? One, one could say so, yes. <laughs> and uh, obviously when we were chatting before we started recording, we didn't even discuss walking cricket. So that's a brand new type of cricket I've never heard of. Uh, I've heard of walking football. I've heard of walking netball because I know a female, uh, I know a lady who plays that. And I know walking football because I'm quite an old guy now. I, I occasionally play walking football. So tell us about walking cricket. Is there any different rules to that game? Um, not particularly. It's it's played indoors at the moment. Um, it's very similar to indoor rules, um, like indoor cricket rules. Uh, the only thing really different is that you have to walk between the wickets and walk for the ball rather than run. Um, otherwise, really, the fundamentals are the same, the skills are the same, and and the enjoyment is there. So it's, it's for everyone, doesn't matter your age or disability, really. So what happens if someone does run? Uh, it, it, that is against the rules. <laughs> is there penalty runs and stuff like that? Um, yes, yes, there can yeah. be penalty runs, depending uh, if it's a competition or not. Right, OK. And uh, you said uh, you're at university at Worcester and that's where you discovered disability cricket. But quite over, pre sorry, over previous episodes of this podcast, we've actually had quite a few members of the disability cricket community who actually attend Worcester University. So how many of them do you know? Uh, quite a few. Um Oh God, trying to think about us. Oh, so from from doing the volunteering, I know uh, Richard Hill and Ian Martin quite well, um, and I I know players such as uh, Johnny Gale um, for Surrey and England, um, James Norden, Elliot Brown. Um, oh, I'm trying to think who else now. There, there's a few other players as well. Um, Worcester has quite a, a strong base for inclusive sport, especially at the university. Obviously, with the new disability cricket centre that's coming to there as well. Um, so, disability cricket is quite big there, but it's not really played as disability cricket in Worcester at current. Um, everyone's kind of included within the teams at both the university and the club sides. So, it'd be good to kind of see that grow 
in the county setup in the future. Mm-hmm. And um, this is how I discovered you, uh, Lucy, was I, I attended a game last year. It was at Reakin College. It was probably the hottest day of the summer last year. I popped along to watch Shropshire play uh, Surrey. It was uh, baking hot and you were you turned out for Shropshire that day on debut, didn't you? Yes, I can definitely confirm it was baking hot. Definitely. <laughs> absolutely sweltering that day I definitely ended up with heat stroke by the end of it uh, I'm unsure who won the toss uh, but Surrey went to bat first they scored 297 for free uh, so that's yep. um, 40 over game so that's about seven and a half and over yeah, it was a very impressive performance <laughs> yeah they were quite dominant that day weren't they yeah. and uh, Shropshire were all out for 145 I had a quick look at the stats for this um I saw you bat for quite a lengthy duration. You were holding, you were holding an end up for a while. Uh, Adam Marshall batted well. He got fifty. Yep. Yeah, uh, he did indeed. Kevin, um, the opener, Kevin ba- uh, Kev Baker, uh, he, he chipped in with I think thirty forty. But then mm-hmm. you were the you were the third highest with fourteen runs, and uh, and then when it came to bowling, um. As we said, they scored 297 for free. So everyone had pretty high bowling figures. But you had the best bowling figures for Shropshire that day. Five overs, 33 runs, 6.6 runs per over. And as I said, that was the best bowling figures for Shropshire that day. So everyone got smacked around that day, didn't they? Yeah, they did. I, I, I would have I would have liked for better bowling and batting figures. Um, obviously, the, the Heat did take a toll something I, I wasn't used to playing in that kind of heat um, and obviously as a kind of debut game it was you've got the obvious nerves and things like that and not necessarily knowing your teammates as well as you would like with the club side and kind of that kind of relationship but um, yeah I, th- I thought it was okay but we definitely did get smacked around a bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right and um You've got the accolade of being the first female player on the Disability Cricket podcast. Um, there aren't many female cricketers around uh, playing disability cricket. Uh, we had a chat before we started recording, and I've said, I think you, that I think there's about four, four that I know of, and then I discovered there was an extra one. Uh, so there's about five female cricketers, and you're the first one on the podcast. It's not that you're... <laughs> your views are not valid. It's just about trying to get you on the podcast, really. Uh, I know I'm recording another female player next week. Um, and obviously, we know there's more female players out there. So if anyone wants to come on the Disability Cricket Podcast, just get in contact with us. Your views are, uh, your stories are, are, are just as valid as anybody else's, and I welcome everybody to the podcast. But there aren't many players out there, are they? So are there, Lucy? Uh, well, not that we know of. Um, I think it, that's a very interesting topic. I think there's maybe some people that don't know they're disabled as such um, or don't realise that they qualify to play disability cricket. Obviously, women's cricket is still in its early and uh, developing stages and as is disability cricket. So the two coinciding is a very niche area. Um, I think within time, hopefully as women's cricket develops, that, that there'll be more people who then kind of identify that, oh, actually I qualified to play disability cricket too. And that's something I'd like to do. Uh, I've refused to believe that there is more, there is only four or five players out there in the in the um in the country. I 
I'm sure there's people who just kind of haven't stepped up to that or accepted that they could play disability cricket yet. Well, as I said, I think there's about five playing county level. There's you, there's a there's a there's a, a young lady at Wales, there's one at Lancashire, uh, there's one at North Ants, and uh, where's your one? Where's your one? Uh, Somerset. But as we say, there's got to be more out there. And obviously, the more we get playing, the more chance that eventually there'll be a female disability England team. Yeah, that that would be that would be the dream. That'd be absolutely excellent. Right. So as we discovered, you're always busy. So you haven't attended any training sessions yet this year, have you, uh, for county? Uh, not not as of yet. Um, I mean, I, I live in Worcester, so uh, getting to Shropshire without being able to drive is somewhat challenging, but it is the closest county for me to play. Um, and I also run a women's indoor uh, cricket league in Worcester on a Sunday, so my commitments are, are, are make it a little bit challenging, um, but hopefully as we move towards the summer, I'll be able to attend more summer training. And uh, now that... Now that January is gone, and it's uh, it's currently the first of February today, uh, are you looking forward to this season of disability cricket? Uh, absolutely. Uh, so last year I helped out at the uh, disability, the kind of pilot disability Premier League, um, and kind of from doing that, I I got a lot of inspiration and kind of a lot of hope in myself that I could there was something new to strive towards rather than just county cricket. There was something beyond that that I could work towards. Um, so that's kind of made it exciting for this year. It's, it's given me a purpose to work harder, to train harder, um, to kind of work towards something. And that was going to lead me on to a, a later question, which I, <laughs> I usually ask people. What are your disability cricket aspirations then? Uh, in the next year to a few years at least uh, I, I wouldn't put a time frame on it but I would really like to make the disability Premier League um, I really enjoyed being a part of that structure in, in just helping out and seeing the standard and I think it's definitely something that I could work towards and be a part of in the future okay and um, sorry that threw me a little bit um so I've got some I've got some news for you because obviously you're playing for Shropshire and Shropshire got relegated to the second tier of hardball cricket but yep this is where I'm going to give you some good news because earlier on you told me you're a fan of North Ants County Cricket Club aren't you? Yes indeed they're uh, from from where I'm from originally they are my closest uh, county first class county and uh, I used to have a season ticket there I'd go to every game I'd send them in multiple T20 finals days so yeah big fan of North Ants. Right and this is where I give you the good news because I was chatting to the North Ants because uh, you've got to play North Ants next season uh, yes. this, this season coming and I was chatting to uh, I was at work today and I had a, had a message come through from Andy Hill who is the coach of North Ants Disability Cricket um, and he just said oh can we have a chat so I said yeah yeah we'll have a chat but can we do it tomorrow because I'm I've probably hit my limit for skiving at work today. But then later <laughs> on, I thought, I thought I'd give him a ring. And this is, and we started chatting. We started chatting because he, he was on the podcast last year. 
and he wanted to give me a name of somebody to possibly chat to in the next few weeks. And then we started chatting and, and he said, oh, you should come down. You should come down to one of our games. If you come down on the 24th of July, we're playing Shropshire. I went, all right. He said, yeah, come down to that game. Uh, we're actually playing that game at the county ground, uh, which is obviously very good news for you because you play for Shropshire and you're going to be playing a disability cricket game at a first class ground. Yeah, I, I, that is absolutely astounding news. Um, the I've obviously always watched North Ants play there and obviously you always just think it's the top professionals playing there. But the, the thought that I could actually play there myself is just it, overwhelming, really, and uh, an honour it would be to play there. I wish I could play at first-class grounds. Um, I don't matter where it would be. I'd be happy with any first-class ground. But if 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 you're actually a fan of that county, it's got to be a great a great opportunity for you. Uh, so if if you're a big fan of Northampton, I'm going to ask you a question here. Who who were your cricketing heroes growing up? Oh, growing up, that's 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 an interesting one. Um, I was. So certainly in my in my teenage years, it kind of like the height of me playing a lot of county cricket and being um, very invested in going every single week before I came to university. Uh, David Willey was a big player before he moved on to Yorkshire and kind of breaking into the England squad. Um, he was absolutely phenomenal to watch at Northant and uh, Cameron White, who was the Australian overseas player. Mm-hmm. Um Oh God, for going back probably six or seven years now um, to the T20 finals day where he very much dominated and I ended up getting his signed cap as well after right. that T20 finals day when Northants won. Uh, so that, that was definitely a big one for me. Excellent. And um, I've now started asking a few trivia questions, really, just uh, trivial as in not putting you on the spot and testing your knowledge, but trivial as in just bizarre questions so um just sort of so that people get to know you a little bit as as a person so if you were to have a dinner date and you could invite three people who would you invite oh that is a fantastic question uh a lot all alive or or they could be dead they could be alive they could be you know could be anybody um i think a fascinating one would be wg grace obviously one of the founders of kind of modern cricket and um I think that would be fascinating to go back to that time and and hear the stories from the beginnings of cricket. Um, oh, who else? Uh, I think Michael Jordan would be a fantastic one. I don't know if that's in my mind just because I watched the Netflix show the other day. Um, but I thought he was he was very inspirational in terms of uh, resilience within sport and um, pushing to be the best you could. And oh, who would a third be? Um, I'll tell you what, somebody, somebody like Michelle Obama. Um, I think she's a very inspirational woman, um, kind of pushing against any inequality and for um, inclusion within various sectors. I think they would be my three. Okay, and what would you serve them? Oh, what would I serve? Oh, God, what would, <laughs> what would you serve those three, three diverse people from different generations? Um, <laughs> I wouldn't imagine W.G. Grace would be a pizza a pizza man. No, I th- you know I think you'd have to go for like a traditional roast English roast dinner. I don't think you can offend anybody with that. 
Oh, definitely not. <laughs> right. And um, we usually end the podcast with um, an opportunity for you to tell any uh, any cricketing stories you may have. Right. Yes. Uh, that, that That's an interesting one for me, um, because as we're obviously talking in terms of disability cricket, I've, I've been in it in that kind of industry for very very limited amount of time in basically two games last season um i if we were talking in cricket in general uh my my favorite memory as such rather than uh i don't know story is the right word um would be winning the uh under 13 t20 girls uh national cricket um at campbell park in milton Keynes. that was that was fantastic um, I, I t- actually, I'll tell you another good one. Um, well, uh, debatable with recent news. Um, but uh, whilst whilst I was playing my club cricket, um, at about under fifteen, under seventeen level, um, previous England uh, England captain, Australian captain, uh, Tim Payne was my coach, um, for a year, and uh, that was obviously a very um rewarding experience regardless of now current information um <laughs> in regard to that um other than that i've just i've kind of i don't have any particularly extravagant stories i don't think as such but i've been i've been very blessed in the cricket teams i've been a part of they've certainly been very supportive of myself and i think that support has now led me into disability cricket which is another uh, area that I can just be myself and enjoy the enjoy the cricket amongst similarly minded people and an inclusive atmosphere it's good that you've had a previous international cricketer as a coach have yes. you seen have you seen the news coming out of Staffordshire at the moment about um oh, who what's his name uh, it's at Wedgwood CC, Wedgwood Cricket Club. It's in Staffordshire. It's not too far. That's what I'm saying. You may have noticed this locally. They've they've signed. Uh, they play in, I think it's Staffordshire and Cheshire Division Three, and they've signed. They've signed. Um, I'm trying to think of what he's. I can't remember his name. South African spinner. Um, yeah. Sometimes sometimes you get lucky with your signings. We uh. No, but this Back is this home, we were lucky with ours. He wanted a summer abroad uh, whilst the, his test career wasn't really working out, and that kind of helped to elevate his career. And there's there's various articles about it actually, um, about how he kind of found his love for cricket again through playing at a club in Oxfordshire. But this is a top player who's still playing international cricket. Yes, yes. Um, I'm just trying to find the news article about him. He, he Not was in that the ideal. He was in the hundred. He was in the hundred last year. Every time he gets a wicket, he runs around like a lunatic. Oh yes, he played for the Birmingham Phoenix. I watched him at Edgbaston a few I, times. I just can't remember his name. <laughs> oh, fantastic bloke! He he was absolutely almost hysterical. Like he just he ran around in circles like a madman. Yes, I'm just trying to find the article about his name. So I could... Yeah, he played for the Birmingham Phoenix for sure because I watched him a few times at Edgbaston. Yeah, oh, can't be. This is bugging me now, and now I'm trying to find it on my phone whilst chatting to you at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll have to go on Twitter. I'll have to go on Twitter. Type in Birmingham Phoenix players. I might be able to find him for you. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
Wetwood Cricket. There we go. What's his name? I can't even pause the podcast as I look because <laughs> we're doing it this week through Skype, aren't we? So yeah, uh, we are. A few uh, technical difficulties this year. <laughs> the other I one. Can't remember his name. Oh dear. Uh, Imran Tahir. That's the one. Imran Tahir. He's going to be playing yeah, Division Three cricket in in Staffordshire, and because yeah, because that's it's not too far from me. It's about 40 miles, and I'm thinking I might go and watch a, a club game next season. Oh, <laughs> Just, okay. It'll probably be worth it, to be honest. Chuck some sandwiches in the car and go to Staffordshire just to watch a game. Wow, well, yeah. What more could you ask for, Ray? Staffordshire's <laughs> a nice place anyway. You could, uh, I'm sure there's some nice grounds around there. I'm sure everyone who's in that division, Division 3, they're loving, they're loving that news, that he's going he's gonna to get hundreds of wickets, clearly. He, he's oh, got to. You, you'd imagine, <laughs> wouldn't you? <laughs> But he's he's going there and he's he's not just playing, he's gonna do all the coaching and stuff like that. And yeah, that's what I had when Tim Payne came to play for my club, uh, that he coached the women's team as well. Just the knowledge and kind of it was almost a little bit surreal to be honest. Yeah, it's gotta be a real positive experience, hasn't it? And it yeah. obviously helped you along the way. Right. Yeah. That's gonna that's gonna bring this episode to an end. So what I'm gonna do is I'm going to say thank you for joining us on the Disability Cricket Podcast. Hopefully, I'll see you sometime in the future. Uh, hopefully, I might even get to that game at North Ants to go and watch you play. Um, but definitely, thank you for coming on and thank you for sharing your stories with us. Yes, thank, thank you very much for having me. Um, yes, definitely hoping to be available for that game at North Ants because that'd be fantastic. I'm sure everyone's going to be available that day. <laughs> yes, and, and hopefully there's many more opportunities to come in, in the future. Lovely. Thanks for calling. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye then. And if you ever want to contact the show, you can contact us on Twitter, and our Twitter address is at disability so that's disability spelled capital d i s a b i l i t y crick which is spelled c capital c r i c and then the number one so that's at disability crick one and disability is a capital d and crick is a capital c so uh, that's the the Twitter address. If you want to contact us by email, you can do at disabilitycricketpod. So that's disabilitycricketpod, P-O-D, at gmail.com. I'll be quite happy to have you contact me at the email address or on Twitter. You can drop me a message on there. And uh, that's if you want to send us any any news features or information you want us to mention on future episodes or if you want to appear in a future episode yourself, just drop me an email or contact me on Twitter. <laughs>